0: the Lord bless you welcome all of you that are online this is the day God has made he's gonna bless you in it if you believe it give him praise one more time yeah for real oh yeah something I something I haven't seen you do in a long time Maybe now and then you squeeze it in but I'd, I'd like you to do something that I haven't I think it's kind of important because this world does everything it can do to keep us apart. So I want you to just find two or three people today, three is better than two, and give them the best hug and greeting you know how to give. I I would tell you to kiss them, but that might turn into something else, so don't do that, but. (laughs) Maybe if it's it's appropriate. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Will somebody find for me? Will someone find for me in the scripture where where the apostle Paul says, I'll give you a hint, it is Philippians, where he says, My God shall supply all. And, actually, and my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus someone find that in the scripture right quick you know it, 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 uh, it dawns on me that what one of the things we're going to need to do and I, I want to say this to you you're going to need to be really okay thank you my sweetheart is oh Oh, it wasn't you. Oh, you said it, baby. I'm sorry. Yes, okay. Philippians, can help us. Chapter 4, verse 19. Go there, please. I touched on this last Sunday when we were together. I thought I'd begin what I want to share with you just to have your eyes look at this. I believe it'll it'll bless you and help you. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. How many of you doing good? We doing good so far? When when you're able, Ken, thank you for posting that for me on the board. Praise God. I'm just kind of curious. How how many of you that are in the scripture, how many of you use uh, NIV? Raise your hand if you use NIV, New International Version. Okay, good. Anybody use NASB? Raise your hand if you use NASB. It's almost even okay those are two good two good translations um, it's, it's interesting when when the Bible when you look into the background and you see what's being said what is not normally seen or maybe not always indicated in our English translation from the original language but it's quite amazing what the Apostle Paul says again that is Philippians 4 19. All right. I mean, I knew where it is, but the computer doesn't. (laughs) Well, isn't it crazy what's happening to us with computers? Okay, you got it? Amazing. Okay, great. Now you all do see that, right? You see that, right? Uh, what does? What's the first word the the verse starts with? What does that say? What does it indicate? It indicates you better figure out what on the other side of that and, right? So many times we as believers will take a scripture, it'll sound good to us, and it is good, and we pull it out of the context in which it was written in the, in the whole scheme of things. We act like CNN, oh, oh excuse me, forgive me, forgive me. Yeah. <clears throat> we, uh, we act like many of the other social uh, uh, media and many the media, news media, NBC, ABC, Fox News, they would take a statement and put their twist on the statement. Are you there, saints? And they pull it out of Context I want you to Let's put this in context So the meaning that Paul has Is full and complete And when you get it It changes you Because you see clearly Yeah Yeah Look at verse 13 Go to verse 13 What does it say? How many of you ever quoted that scripture? I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Absolutely. And it is true. Say it is true. it is true. Absolutely true. But I need you to go back a little further. Go to verse 10. We'll do this quickly, and then I have a short, I have a short movie. I say short three minute that I want to show you. Do you see where it says, but I rejoice. Do you see that? I rejoice what? Greatly now that now now at last you have received your concern for me. You've revived your concern for me. Paul's writing to the Philippians. You've revived your concern for me. Indeed, you you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. You were concerned about me, but you couldn't do anything about it are you still there now that i speak from not that i speak from want for i have learned to be content in whatever circumstance i am in that's a great word for every one of us amen and our content is is understanding that whatever the content we have is whatever lack we have he is the one who fills up the lack so we do not fret hello somebody The Apostle Paul said, I've learned how to have that attitude. I know, verse 12, I need you to get, if, if you could get this attitude in your heart, oh, what God could do with you. You limit him when you don't have this attitude. Check this out. Are you still with me? i know how to get along come on saints i know how to get along with humble means and also i know how to live come on talk to me in prosperity in any and every circumstance i have learned the secret are you there of being filled and going hungry both of having abundance and lord jesus First of all, now understand this, this is being written by a man who is filled with the purpose of God. He knows why he was born and he's after it. He understands who he is, why God allowed him to be, to be birthed, why he had such horrible attitudes about the things of God and God reversed the curse off of his life and did it violently, by the way, when you know Paul's story And God turned his attitude around. Now the very thing he loathed, now with all of his might, he loves and he's going after. He said, in this process, I have learned, uh, uh, maybe we could learn that, I've learned that my life does not consist in the abundance of the things I possess. That is literally what Jesus said. Paul's learned that my life cannot be calculated in its value by how much I have or how much I don't have. I, I say it to you because I have a conviction that God wants to give you more than you ever dreamed but you can't do it with the present attitude that many of us have. We place the value in the stuff and not the one who brings it. It's clear when you read this passage of Scripture that Paul's desire and Paul's real, his real, his real love is for the one who enables him. He said, I I know how to live full, I know how to live hungry, I know how to live with abundance. Look, you you know you're awesome when no matter how much more you get, You don't feel better. (laughs) You know God can do something with you when even though he increases you, you don't, you know, your your, your happiness is not in the fact that you got more. Of course, uh, one of the reasons why that is because no matter how much you have, (coughs) it ain't yours no way. (laughs) You just get to steward it, amen! Some of you, I wonder, look at your neighbors, if you had, if your lifestyle was as big as you wanted, what would be the one thing right now you would change? Come on, answer that question. If your life was as big as you wanted it, what would be the one thing you change in your life? Oh my God. What would it be, a bigger studio, more keyboards? What, a bigger home, a separate studio outside of your home? So you want to, hello, what would it be? And I'm gonna ask you this question, don't answer it now. Why, why? Why is that important to you? I want to tell you it reverses, it reverses everything in the light of the one who gave everything for us that we might have everything in him for his purpose. You still with me? Okay, all right, good, good, good. We're almost there. What verse am I in? I, I, it, he's, yeah, he said, "I know how to I know how to get along with humble means. I know how to live. I know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both having abundance and suffering need. I can do. Isn't that interesting? That that verse comes before I can do all things. We might want to put that in context. I can do all things, no matter how much I got or don't got." I'm going to have a good attitude whether I'm broke right now or whether I'm overflowing in abundance because I know who holds my bank account. I know who holds my sustenance. I know who supports me. That is a whole different ballgame. And I know the one that has me has resources I don't know anything about. The gospel goes on and he says, he says, even though I can do all things through the one who strengthens me, even though that's true, nevertheless, you have done well. What? You have done well to share with me in my affliction. I want you to get this and don't forget it. Paul is saying to them, whether you help me or not, I have one who helps me. You need to get that clear because this is how your attitude should be about your boss. This this ought to be your attitude toward employees and the business you run. You need to understand you don't need, in order for God to, you don't need them in order for God to do what He wants to do with you. They get the privilege, oh Lord, have mercy, of being a part of it. The Apostle Paul is writing to the Philippian church and he says, nevertheless, because my God shall supply, oh, he's, he talks about that, but he says, look, 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 you guys, nevertheless, you've done well, you have done well to do what? To share with me in my affliction. And please understand that the Apostle Paul who has all things to, at his disposal is going through an affliction. The one thing the body of Christ is suffering for right now is we're not ready to suffer. For the sake of his name. What's one of the challenges we have right now? We grew up in America. Our slums are better than the riches of some countries. My wife and I can testify to this having been around the world. Let me tell you something that's amazing. Paul says, you've done well to share with me in my affliction. You you yourselves also know, you know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel, after I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter, come on, of giving and receiving, but you alone, Lord, have mercy. The apostle Paul has, has a tremendous affection for this this uh, congregation, this whole area of the church because of the way God empowered him to bring the gospel and their response to it. He realized they really got it. He said, no no other church share with me, but you, in in the matter of giving and receiving, but you, listen, for even in Thessalonica, Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the prophet. What? 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 I'm saying this to you because I want to, I want to, I want to come against every lying demon that tells you the only reason why we have an offering or giving is to bless somebody's pocketbook and to put somebody in a, in a nice car or a nice home. This is so important because this is, this is about your heart. Paul says, you, you, more than once you supplied my need. You, you, you gave me, you, more than once you ministered to my need. What verse am I in? I said, not that I, not that I seek the gift, but, but, I, but I, I'm, I want God to do something for you. I want the profit which increases to your account. Have you got that up there, Ken? I, why is it that we don't read the scripture like we need to read the scripture so we can understand the attitude we should have? My wife and I, we, we, we oh, God, if you could hear our conversations of what we want God to do for you. Because when God does it for you, everybody knows, it, man, this, God is doing something. If the leader prospers and the folk are still poor, we got a problem. Paul is actually, while not addressing that specifically, his admonishment to them does so. And then he says, (laughs) I want this to go to your account, man. I I want this to be on your account. But I have received everything in full, and I have an abundance. Look at your neighbor and say, make a prophecy. Prophesy out to somebody say, I have an abundance. Look at your neighbor and say, I've received everything in full. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I have received everything in full. I have an abundance. I am amply supplied. Are you there, saints? Amply means fully. Means nothing like it. Lord have mercy. Look at your neighbor. What's it going what's it be like when you've got everything you need to do to do what you've been called to do? Try it again. Everything you need to do to do what you're called to do. Everything you need to tell everybody else who your God is. Everything you need that your lifestyle is such that people say, Man, what man, what you doing? Can I get in on that? I'm talking about I have received everything. Come on. In full. do you understand that this is what the Holy Spirit is after for the whole body of Christ unfortunately in America because we have not suffered like other nations we have not understood the the meaning and the reason for increase and abundance it's because we have not understood who the church is nor what we are to do with the increase and the abundance I want to tell you, God is not, he ain't tripping over the fact that you want to drive a Bugatti. Now, he might be tripping over the way you get it if you don't get it the way he want to give it to you. So, that's one of the problems that we have in the body of Christ. We do think too small. God is not, God don't matter. He don't, he'll let you drive. He'll let you drive a supercharged BMW. He'll let you drive a supercharged Beetle. What you gonna a little, little Beetle. What's that little thing called? Little bug called. What's the bug called? BMW, is that what they call? called? No, 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 no. Volkswagen. They soup them up today, you know. They're awesome. It's not the problem, it's not the problem. The problem is, why? When you understand who you are and whose you are, then you have a whole different attitude of receiving, giving, and receiving from God, which, by the way, is the economy of his kingdom, giving and receiving, not buying and selling. But we'll touch that in a little later, at a little later time. But if you have courage to receive this, keep with me, track with me just a little more. But I have received everything in full, in abundance, I have amply supplied, having, I'm amply supplied, I'm, fully, I'm full. Having received from Epaphrodites what you have sent, a fragrant aroma. Now, Paul has now shifted what they've given into the spiritual, into how heaven sees it. Many people are not able to do that. You've sent, uh, he said, what you've sent, a fragrant, a fragrant aroma. Come on, saints, an acceptable, come on, sacrifice. What about it, come on? well-pleasing to God. Now I said to you last week, you need to learn how to shift your finances into God's kingdom and you need to shift your finances into God's blessed system and get it out of that cursed system that it came. And God has prescribed a way for us to do that. And Paul is, is actually referencing that when he, he, he talks about their sacrifice to him. He now turns it into perfume. He now turns it into an aroma. He now turns it into something, something that is destroyed for the giver, but, but, but ooh, it's destroyed to the giver, but it's a blessing to the one that is given. So when God talks about when God wants us to understand how He sees it, Paul gives us a hint. He said it is a fragrance. Oh, that smells good. Why does it smell good? Because it came from the right place in the body. Yeah. Yeah. You have to think about that. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. There are other things. Hello, yeah, you get you feel me, okay? God said this comes from the. Come on, the heart. What your attitude in which you gave it. it Turned it into something that God said, Ah, oh, yeah, I like that. You still tracking with me, saints? Not only is this a fragrant aroma; it's an acceptable sacrifice. Thirdly, it is well. Come on, saints. Well as well, right? Well as well, right? Well pleasing, not just pleasing. It's well, not just okay, not just okay. I said no. Well pleasing to God. Look at your neighbor. Don't you want to please? Don't you want to please the Father? So, so Chris, where Chris? I mean, Chris J. Chris J. Hey, Chris J. What's that person you used to play for? Who that person you used to play 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 drums for? Somebody. Don't you want to go to George? Anthony David. Anthony David. Yeah, right, 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 right. And, and I was trying to think. I was trying to apply one of his songs to what I'm saying right now. Yes, sir. And I forgot how to do it. Going back. <laughs> I heard a phrase and I had, it was set to that music. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Don't you want to please the father? <clears throat> Don't you want to please the father? You, you know the song. You can make that work, yeah. I know you can. Don't you want to please the father? Everything, you know, everything we're doing, our living, our breathing, our sleeping, our wake, our every waking hour, our conversations, our work, our play. God wants to be pleased. It matters to Him. For you have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into His marvelous light, into the kingdom of His dear Son. And we are the church, that's who we are. That's what we magnify, that's what we bring it. That's what we smoking. <laughs> Praise him. And when they would come around us and they go like, uh, you know, when folks smoke hemp and weed, you know, it's like, it's stank. They even call that stank weed. What, what's another word for it they call it? Dang. What cup of Dank. Dank. But you know what? You know what? In the kingdom of God, when your offering is pleasing to God, he's a I got to get me some of that. I told you about that mama and her skunk babies, right? Yeah, you know, mama had, mama skunk, mama, mama skunk had babies. When mama skunk, baby skunk, right? They're following her and they go past the paper mill. If you've ever been past the paper mill, you get this right now. That mama skunk said, the baby skunk said, Ooh, mama, what is She said, I don't know, baby. We've got to get us some of it, whatever it is. I'm sorry, you didn't get that. All right, sorry, don't worry about it. it. When the God sees your obedience and your faith, it is an aroma to him. It goes up for him. I love what Paul says. It, It smells great to God. I wonder what bad gifts do. Okay, we're going to get to that in just a minute. Are you all there? Almost done. Can't believe it, Bishop, really? Yeah. Check it out. Um, I've received everything in full. My, he says, uh, uh, I, I'm amply supplied, and right? Uh, where, where, did I, where, where did we get the aroma from? What verse was that? Yeah, that was verse 18. He said, a, a, a fragrant aroma and an acceptable, there are three things there that I won't No, I won't do that, I'll resist that. But it's a fragrant aroma, it's an acceptable sacrifice. Good God, could we preach on acceptable sacrifice? What is and what is not acceptable to God? You have to go to Jesus to understand what an acceptable sacrifice is. You, You need to understand what would only be, what would only be the acceptable sacrifices for the sins of the world. The only thing that was acceptable to the Father was a stench of the blood of his son. I'm kind of wondering whether it's done. Probably didn't. You understand? Nothing corruptible in you. It's the only thing and the Bible even depicts in Hebrews Jesus presenting his blood to the Father for us. Father, I know this is the only way you could receive them because you and I are one it's my delight to do your will. I'll take every pain. I'll take every scar. I'll take every punishment for them. And the Father, with, with gratitude, receives the sacrifice. And it's only because of that. It's the only reason why you can be saved. There's <laughs> no other way you can be saved. Because, pumpkin, it was enough. It, it was potent. It was full the full perpetuation, the way the scripture speaks of it. There is no payment left unpaid. It's all been paid. And some. Amen. It's an acceptable sacrifice, Paul said. It was not only, not only was it a sweet aroma, like your attitude, but it's acceptable. It's it, it, Righteously, it is enough. And by the law, it is enough. And then and then it is well-pleasing to God. Okay, keep going. And, look, verse 19, say it now. Come on, come on. Good God Almighty, good God Almighty. Do you see that? So don't misquote it with your interpretation. Quote it with your understanding. Let your sacrifice be pleasing to God. And what do you mean by that? It comes out of your heart. It's sincere, it's not grudgingly. I gotta do this always talking about money you don't understand you don't understand you don't have to be a part of this (laughs) how we doing dave we 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 good on the we good on my on my movie maybe it's not dave playing somebody else media we okay on my movie his hand is up so i want you to watch this three-minute movie you you got that you got this you you get this picture now paul said i i want to thank you I want to commend you for the way you've given. You're the only ones that did this. And even I want you to know I'm full. I got everything full. What you did, you're the only ones that did. He says, but, but, but he says the way you ministered to me more than once. He, he calls it an acceptable, <laughs> a, a sweet smelling service. A sme- sweet-smelling savor. Mm. And then he says, I'm going to tell you what, and your God or my God is going to supply all that you need. All I'm going to say to you right now is make sure your need is big enough so God can supply you. Yeah. Let's see what we can do, Ken. Thank you.
1: Two men bring an offering to the Lord. One of the fruit of the ground, the other the firstborn of his flock. God accepts one and rejects the other. Why? Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. The word tells us clearly that the offering Abel brought was the firstborn of his flock. But it doesn't say that Cain brought the first fruits of his crops. It simply says, in the process of time, Cain brought an offering. Cain harvested his crops and over time gathered enough to bring an offering. It was an offering on Cain's terms. God accepted Abel's offering because it was the first of his increase. Cain's offering was rejected because it wasn't the first of his. Giving the first to God requires faith. When a firstborn lamb is born in a flock, it's not possible to know how many more lambs that you might produce. But Abel gave his firstborn lamb in faith, whereas Cain made sure he had enough for himself before giving to God. Many of us treat God the same way as Cain, making sure we have enough money before we see if there's anything left for God. Even if we give from what's left over, God can't accept the offering because it's not the first fruit. Other stories emphasize this truth. In the account of the fall of Jericho, the Lord gave strict instructions that the Israelites were not to keep any of the spoils from Jericho. All of it belonged to him, the Lord declared. Jericho belonged to the Lord because it was the first city conquered in the Promised Land. It was the first fruits. God withheld his blessing from Israel when one man took some of the spoils for himself. The first belongs to God. There was much more at stake than money when Abraham offered his firstborn son Isaac. When God asked for his son, Abraham didn't wait to have ten sons before giving Isaac. He gave the first when he only had one to give. Abraham had only the promise of having more sons. It took faith for Abraham to offer Isaac, faith that God respected and blessed. And God did the same for us. He gave His first in the form of His Son, His first and only begotten Son, who was given to us while we were still sinners. God gave Jesus in faith that we might one day give our lives to Him. The gift of His Son came before the blessing of our repentance and salvation. We give our first fruits in much the same way. Before we see the blessing of God, we give it in faith. Giving the first fruits of your income says to God, I recognize you first, I am putting you first in my life, and I trust you to take care of the rest.
0: Sounds like they read my book. By the way, shameless plug. I did write about this. It was my first published book, the first of many coming. Amen. I had to speak it Hell you all. Yeah, that's it. I said somebody's the audacity you put in your face on the first food book page. Yeah, I did. Thank you, baby. Um, you can get your, your copy. Uh, on Amazon, and that way you'd have something. in The days to come will be famous. Actually, it was a, like a, it was a pioneering effort, one of the few that ever published anything on first fruits, because there was such confusion or differences of opinion about first fruit. But that that little clip was right on the money. Did you hear that part? He said, you know, he gave his first son before any of the others came. He had to believe that more were coming. Isn't that awesome? You got to believe in the blessing coming before. That's a, that's a first fruit. But a tithe, you believe because what you already made, right? You can't give a tithe off of what you can't calculate. Am I right? So a 10%, you had to make it first. But first fruit, that's not, oh, no, no, that's something very different. That's something that prophesies. That's something that's looking in the future. That's something that in folks, By the way, the, the blessing is on the increase. Hey, increase. If you want to increase, give the first fruit because God will bless that increase. He will bless that increase to come. So those of you that have been giving first fruits, I want you to, number one, I want you to check your attitude about it. Okay. Let's give like the Apostle Paul described the Philippians giving. I want you to check your attitude about it. Seriously. Are you scared? That God may not come through? If you are, I'm I'm going to, I'd like to encourage you to fear not. God hasn't given us that spirit. when the knowledge of of what is right comes and we respond to it you're not to be afraid in fact take faith that what God says he will do for our God cannot lie there's no lie in him at all there's no darkness at all so he can't lie so if he promises it you know he will complete it and I want you to think about that when you give your first fruit. What's those three things? Anybody, can you pull that verse back up, uh, Kenny, that describes those, I think it's 19, it describes those, those, that describes three, those three attitudes that Paul said? Yeah, there it is right there. You see that? You want, it, you want it to smell good. What happens when you smell something good? What do you do? What is your face like? Right? Now, sometimes it smells so good, you almost get that, what they call stank face, which is in the, in the, well, <laughs> in, in the, uh, in, in our, in, in, the Af- in the black culture, it's, You know, it's so good, it's bad. You know, we we turn good to bad, bad. You know how we do, oh, that's bad. We really mean that's great, that's good. The first thing comes from the attitude. Man, oh Lord, you give in that way, Lord. It's my delight to do this, and then Uh, What's the second one? It was the second one. Thank you, Kimmy. The second one is an acceptable. Acceptable means, however God has prompted you in your heart. Because if you ask the Lord, Lord, I don't know what to give for first fruit, but I want to please you. So, Lord, whatever you prompt me to do, that's what I'll do. And when God prompts you, it could be, it could be that His prompting may be greater than your present provision God will do that but if he does that oh you ought to be thankful because it means you can't give what you don't have so if he's prompting you it means okay I want you to gather this that means he's going to provide it and when he's provided what you're giving release that you talk about pleasing God It's acceptable because you said, Lord, this is what you want me to do? Okay, this is what I'll do. And the third one, I want it to be well. In other words, let it be something that that, when you release it, it's almost like a burden is released. Some of you understand what I'm, what I'm saying. It's almost like a burden. When you release it, you go, oh, because you know, okay, God, you want that, um, that internal peace to come after the turmoil of deciding and getting through your flesh and through your unbelief and through all the stuff you want. It's amazing how the enemy throws in front of you all this stuff. Well, I got this, I got that, I got this, I got this, I got, this, I got all that, I got to that, I, I got to pay that. But when you do, it becomes well-pleasing to the Lord. I want you to bow your heads and I want you to obey the Lord. I'm acting like you haven't given anything. Though many of you are in process and you have. But I want you to respond to this word today. Reconsider even what you've seen in this short film. Make that offering well, please. Sweet aroma. Acceptable to God with your mate father in Jesus name we worship you now in the offering to you of our first fruits, we believe that you will cause our increase to be blessed and to come forth giving glory to your name in fact Lord making not our name but your name great I thank you for this. I thank you for this sacred time. I thank you for releasing mighty provision from heaven. In Jesus' name, all God's people send them. Amen. Amen. I want my wife.